Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, December 3rd, 2021. What's going on? We are coming to the end of the year here. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. This is our fourth December in Beantown Podcast history. Looks like we'll have... Uh, this will either be our fourth to last or our fifth to last episode. Uh, New Year's Eve is on a Friday this year, so it kind of just depends on when I'm in the mood uh, for that. We'll do our New Year's Eve or New Year's show in general, and then the year four recap. Uh, that that annual recap is usually the first show of the calendar year, and then week five kicks off, uh, or year five, pardon, kicks off immediately after that, which is crazy. Uh, hard to believe, but thanks for being here. We're only here because of your support and my stubbornness. My name is Quinn. This is my show. I am the creator, director, cinematographer, audio engineer of this show. Thank you for tuning in. Hello to my friends in Pakistan, Karachi, Khyber Pass, Hyderabad, Indus, Delta, how are you? What's happening? Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the show. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I think it's going to be fun today. And there's a lot of things to get to, and this is going to partially make up for last week, which um, we it was a very short kind of rushed episode, definitely a filler episode, and I apologize for that. There's a lot to, to just mention today and also... Um, get to our main topic, which is going to be a little fun and games, a little trivia action. Um, and, and we'll, we'll, it's, it's college and university education specific, which I think will be fun. Uh, so we are going to, uh, get to that in just a moment, but a couple of things. First and foremost, uh, we should have recorded yesterday because it was 1202, 2021. And I know I'm always talking about palindromic materials on the show, that was like the ultimate palindrome. I think I saw somewhere it not only was it a palindrome, but it was also a date you could read the same upside down as right side up. And I'm not just making that up. I think that's actually the case. Um, if you wrote it out, I don't have a pen and paper handy, but if you wrote it out, I think I think that's true. 12, 1202, backwards is one two. O two two zero two one and then upside down. That that's a little bit harder to visualize, but if you wrote it out, I, I think it, it's true. Uh, so that was that was a very cool date. And then tomorrow is a very cool date as well, simply because uh it's the uh the, the big birthday for hashtag brother of the podcast Jack Furnace having a birthday tomorrow. And uh well that means today is Michelle Block's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to everyone out there. I feel like the uh the Smuckers segment on the Today Show back in the the, the third hour of the Today Show with Kathy Lee and Hoda or whatever it was. Um, but happy, bro- uh, happy brother, happy birthday to everyone out there, uh, but mo- in particular my brother Jack, who's been on this show many, many times, uh, probably right right there along with, uh, he, I mean, he's one of the greats. He's one of the Beantown Podcast uh, legends of the game, if you will. Um, I'm not going to go through every every single name of, of people who've been on multiple times, but but Jack is certainly one of those who is either at the top of the list or at, at the very least top two, top three uh, in terms of of appearances uh so thank you uh to all all you do every time you come on this show brother uh, i hope you are having a fun weekend um i didn't mention last week solely because i forgot the uh real housewaves of salt lake city uh there so essentially where we're at there was a new episode two sundays ago La- I did not talk about it because I forgot. Last Sunday night, there was not a new episode, and it actually worked out well because I was out to uh, supper with other hashtag bro- I keep wanting to say hashtag something. Hashtag brother of the podcast, Walter Furness. We had some Indian, a little curry action, a little naan. There's a palindrome for you. Um, do you think there are podcasts in India specifically dedicated to palindromes because you, you figure non would be right at the top of their list. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. And we didn't, uh, we didn't miss any housewives, but I didn't talk about the week before. And at this point it's been, uh, well, actually Rachel and I didn't watch it live. We watched it, uh, maybe on actually maybe like Thanksgiving day or the day after or something like that. So it, it hasn't actually been that long since I watched, but if I'm being completely honest with you, don't really remember what's happened. Basically, 
people are really starting to ask questions to just give you the macro look at where we're at right now. People are really starting to ask questions about Mary Cosby and her church um, because clearly stuff isn't quite adding up there. Um, Jen Shaw, we got one little segment of her talking to her lawyer in his office and that's that was the first time we had seen jen uh sort of live on tape not live but on uh, on the show since uh, she left to get arrested and otherwise you know there's not a not a ton uh happening um it's it the ladies are at this huge airbnb um in vale colorado doing a lot of chatting a lot of discussing they sort of broke up into two groups one group went ice skating sort of in like a uh, uh like a, a touristy more like walkable downtown area and that was i don't know i think that was like definitely lisa mary and Meredith, something like that. I don't remember. And then there was another group. I think it was Whitney, Heather, Jenny, maybe, um, that went uh, dog sledding, which looked pretty cool. Um, I have never been dog sledding myself, but my brothers and I have been to like a dog sled um, camp, basically. I don't know what else you would call it, where you like walk around, you see all the sled dogs. They're, you know, they're doing the Snoopy thing sitting on top of their their houses. That was in uh, Alaska. That was really cool to see. But yeah, that's basically, you know, there's some chatter about Jen, but everyone knows like it's not good. Um, I did watch in case you're you're interested in the whole Jen Shaw situation. Um, two things. One, I believe her trial is set uh, as of the other day for March 22nd, 2022. 0322022. There's a fun name for you. Uh, and then the other thing. You might have seen it if you've been on Hulu, but there is a new ABC News special uh, documentary that um, is available on Hulu about the whole Jen Shaw situation. So if you are just kind of curious about like what her scam was, what she's accused of, um, that sort of thing, it's you know it's it's a tight forty five or something like that uh, minutes, and you should definitely watch it if you have time. I watched it um, the other morning actually, um, as I was sort of warming up. So. It's it's solid if you if you want to know what's going on without watching a season and a half of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm sipping on uh, hmm, an extra saw so, extra strong uh, cocktail here. Very simple apple cider and bourbon. It's a nice December drink when it's a little chilly outside. It's about four thirty p.m. I have finished work for the day, which I'm very excited about. Um, the sun is 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 more or less gone um i did go for a little walk on a break earlier today to get some fresh air not not too bad weather wise here in chicago um especially yesterday was was fabulous uh and the real shame is that this would have been a great uh, great week to be running quite a bit um but my back is uh in strange shape basically what happened was friday i went for a run i think thursday i i don't remember i think it was friday i went for a run and I'm literally done with the run. I'm, I'm back, um, back at uh, my at Rachel's uh, family's house, and I'm literally just. This is really not embarrassing is the right word, but just silly. I'm literally just like sitting down in the toilet to go before I hop in the shower. And as you're in the process of uh, bending your knees to sit down on the toilet. I hear in my back, lower back, lumbar, I don't know what the numbers are, but L4, L6, something like that. Um, just like a, and just like a sharp shooting pain throughout, um, you know, the, the, the areas you would ex- expect the things that are connected to your spine. Um, so it's like, Oh, and you know, you're like, not sure how much can I move in the moment? And, um, you know, a, a lot of pain, but not like an overwhelming amount of pain. Um, it was just like, oh, that's that's sore. Like that hurts. That was kind of strange. I don't I don't know what it wasn't. You know, it wasn't sort of like impact or lifting anything. You know, I don't really have an explanation for it. Uh, but I was just like, okay, that that kind of stinks. So the rest of the weekend, it was just sore, um, and I had a little bit of limited mobility for sure. Uh, but you know, otherwise, like. The only the, the biggest thing would be like I'd wake up in the middle of the night and try to like set up to go to the bathroom or something and that just hurt um, and and took a little bit of upper body uh, manpower to to get it done. Uh, but I was like, okay, whatever. Like it was weird, but I'm not gonna really 
dwell on it. So uh, Monday, back in the office, feeling fine, go for a run. The run goes well. I feel completely healthy, completely normal at that point. And I, I am in the shower at the locker room at work and literally get out of the shower to sit down on the bench to put my shoes on and same exact thing. And it's like, man, I, so I, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but again, just in pain. So doing some Googling, um, and the best thing I can come up with is that it's a, a slipped disc, AKA a, a herniated disc, AKA pinched nerve. Um, that seems like a likely culprit. Uh, I don't really have an explanation for like what's going on with it. There was no, again, no, uh, dirty, hairy for sudden impact. Uh, just kind of like, I don't know. So I haven't run since. Uh, I've just been, you know, trying to go for walks as much as possible. Um, we're going to see how I feel tomorrow morning uh, because I would really like to run, uh, you know, tomorrow in the morning. Just get some fresh air, do, so- do something, get moving a little bit, get the heart rate up. Uh, but I don't know. I'm in a tough spot. Like, you know, running running typically doesn't lead to lower back issues. Um, running's definitely not going to help lower back issues, but I don't know, like, how long is it going to last? I'm not in much pain right now. Just some some light soreness in the lower back. I've just been stretching quite a bit. Um, you know, trying to maintain good posture and really trying not to sit as much as possible. Although that's really tough. Just the the jobs that I perform. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not so much concerned with like nagging, lingering lower back pain. I mean, that's. I would love to not have that. Um, But it's kind of whatever. I just, I don't know, like, what is the deal with the slipped disc? Um, Is it going to, like, do the cracking thing again when I sit down at some point? I've I've sat down, you know, hundreds of times between the last time it did its sort of flare-up and now. So I don't, you know, I don't know. That's, That's the thing that is the worst part about it is, like, the pain is whatever, but I just don't want it to kind of reset and have it happen again. And I don't really know what needs to happen between now and whenever to prevent that from happening. So um, we'll see. Um, either I'll go for a jog tomorrow um, or uh, or just a, a walk. I don't know. But it, it's tough to know because the, the jog or the running, uh, both times it's happened in the last week, it's, it's happened after I've run when I've tried to sit down. So it's not like something that's flared up while I was on the run I did anything that would lead to it I would think but I I don't know I'm not a uh I you know what who we need John Cryer from two and a half men he you know chiropractor to the stars he'd be great Alan is that his name in the show I think um yeah we we, we should bring him. John Cryer you don't see too much of these days he's probably like a Broadway guy right um that just feels like it would be his vibe so uh sipping sipping on my drink here but I wanted to get to the point, as I like to do, um, and actually before we do that, uh, we'll, we'll hear from our sponsors ever so quickly, because uh, they kind of got shafted last week with a very short uh, short mention. So we'll go through those, and then we're going to get to the trivia, um, and I'll, I'll talk about it more as we get into it, but... Um, the uh, the reason we're doing that specifically today, not only do I love trivia and I love uh, sharing, you know, what I find online with you all, but um, the uh, the reason it's happening on this episode is because I believe it's the first ever uh, Jeopardy Professors Tournament, which uh, starts on Monday, December 6th. I'm very excited for it. I think it's a primetime thing. Um, or actually, it, it might start on the seventh because it's getting bumped by American Idol or something like that. I don't. I have to go look at it. Um, but I think it's a. I think it's a nine day tournament, um, which Jeopardy tournaments are usually ten days. So I don't know if they're the final. Perhaps is just going to be a one day affair rather than a two. I always loved the two day final. It just brings so much additional different strategy to that both days really of the final that you never get to see otherwise in jeopardy. Um, and I know with the the pandemic, there hasn't really been a a jeopardy tournament of any sort for a long time. Um, so I, I am very excited for that. Um, even if it is nine days versus 10, I don't have all the details, but I know it starts next week at some point. So that's why we're going to be doing a little college and university trivia. And, uh, in my mind, when I first thought of the idea, oh, four hours ago, I was like, oh, maybe I'll write my own questions. Um, 
for trivia and it's it's going to be kind of loosely organized but i was thinking like oh maybe i'll do it like jeopardy style i have six categories five clues in each um i'll come up with them and i think if i had more time or if i wanted to record later in the weekend i could pull that off but um i just decided you know what i'll I'll design a jeopardy game in some capacity for some scenario situation event at some point in the future um but it's just it's not going to quite happen today to do the full thing um and I would like it to be more of a more of a, a featured event, maybe a Beantown Unplugged episode rather than just, uh, you know, oh, Quinn played trivia on this week's episode of the podcast. OK, and I don't, I don't want it to just get lost in the dustbin. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. What, what um, what's going to happen is I, I put, I've got a couple websites up here with some uh, trivia. Some of them are old recycled Jeopardy clues. Uh, some of them are not. But uh, we'll just list them out and uh, we'll guess it together because uh, they don't. I don't necessarily have the answers right in front of me. Um, so we'll, we'll see how we do together, okay? Um, but first and foremost, uh, I wanted to hear uh, from our sponsors uh, after I read this quick email. Okay. So, uh, Home Pride Oregon, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you can't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Oregon Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, roofing, uh, not roofing, roofing, uh, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified. Put it in all, put that, uh, put that, you know, conjunction in all caps so you know to really hit it home. Uh, if you're tired of big real estate, it's, it kind of sounds like the, uh, the Looney Tunes effect when you're like, and their feet are winding up, and it's like, and then, and then they take off. Um, okay, I'm not, uh, I'm not Fred Newman. Sue me. Uh, okay, if you're tired of big real estate, we already did that. On the home inspection market, you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust. Call Steve. He's my dad. 541-410-0316. Tell him Quinn sent you for a limited time only Cyber Monday 0% off deal. Uh, or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. HomePrideOregon inspection perfection i want to give a shout out to the samson q2u series it's got crisp clean and clear audio quality that you can trust whether you are doing a little hanukkah reading or perhaps something from the torah menorah uh when god speaks he uses a samson or uh, whatever the, the, the jewish people call god um not allah but uh jehovah I don't know who is who's this Jehovah guy, okay? Because he's got his own witnesses. I feel like God's got like eighteen different names in the Old Testament alone that we're calling him. There's uh, uh, God and uh, Jehovah and Yahweh. What? Okay, I was gonna I was gonna keep going and say Allah, which I know is a that's a, a, a Islamic thing. Uh, what's the deal with this Yahweh? Okay, like. We're saying it in all these New Age Christian, uh, Chris Tomlin and uh, Lifehouse songs. Not Lifehouse. There's another, it's like a, like the go-to like 21st century contemporary Christian songs. Is it Life Life Hill Church or something like that? Um, the Hill House, Haunting of Hill House. Um, but they're always talking about Yahweh. And I'm just like, who, who, who is Yahweh? <laughs> Yahweh. I don't know. I could Google it, but we are on a tight ship here, paying by the minute. Uh, we'll come back to that. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. I had a great uncle, Bob. Great uncle uh, Robert. What a guy. Uh, but how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? I always thought my great uncle Bob could do like a killer Santa Claus impression which is timely, seeing as the month is December. Uh, enter, enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations uh, serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana. Don't forget those guys. 
and the greater Chicago land area. From beehives to bangs, fohawks to flat tops, and everything in between. Call Cuts by Q at Yahoo.com. Or you can email Cuts by Q at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Cut. It's Q-U-T-Z. By Q at Yahoo.com. All right, I got a little song for you. It goes a little something like this. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Cuts by Q. Okay, welcome to uh, the second half of today's program. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting uh, this show. And we are going to jump into a little college and university-themed trivia once I get a, uh, a sip of my beverage here because that singing really took it out of me. Okay, so let's jump in here. Uh, boy, that, I, I swear today, I don't know why, and I'm not that bothered by it because, like, whatever, but this whole week has been very light on... Uh, emails for me it hasn't been too bad and i i honestly think like the last two hours i've gotten like 20 work emails in just a variety of fashions and formats and it's just like why i don't understand why did everyone save a million emails when i really haven't been doing much this week for friday at 4 30 p.m it doesn't make much sense to me. Okay, but I promise uh, I'm, I'm off the email for the next 15 minutes as we wrap up uh, today's show and get, get to some of the great questions. So we're going to play a little trivia here. going to get a sip of my beverage. Okay, so let's start with the top category. This was from 2015. I don't really know what the theme is, but let's just say it's colleges and universities. Okay, so uh, we'll do we'll do a, a section of five here, um, and I, I think we'll I think we'll do well on this one. First question: This university in New York City that was founded as King's College in 1754 uses a crown as its logo. And uh, I'm you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna so we can get to a lot of questions here. I'm gonna move pretty quickly between question to answer um, or clue to answer, if you will, in Jeopardy style. Um, so if you're like, oh, I want more time to think about this or discuss this, then by all means, uh, pause this uh, this recording. But I'll tell you the answer. It's uh, a, a an homage to the birthday boy tomorrow, uh, Jack uh, Jack Furness, a law graduate of Columbia. University, formerly known as King's College. Okay, next one. Oh, we should all get this one. Uh, Evanston resident Rebecca Hogue was the first female student to enroll at this Illinois university. And uh, you don't need to be a furnace to know the answer to that one. It is Northwestern University. These clues are from 2015. So we won't see any questions about... um, What was the name of that... uh, you guys remember that news story from like September? It wasn't a college, it was actually a high school, but the high school football team that lost by like 80 points and then turns out they didn't actually exist. That was great. I think it was somewhere in Ohio. Um, next, this Houston school that offers unconventional wisdom features three owls on its shield. So basically you need to know who's a, who's a, a school from Houston that should narrow things way down for you. Uh, that it has owls associated with it, and that would be Rice University. Rice, a school um, out of you know, pretty much all the like top tier academic institutions in the U.S. Rice has to be one that I just, or one of the ones that I just know next to nothing about, which is fair because I don't care to spend any time in or thinking about. Houston, Texas. Okay, next. Sure and Twas, a French religious group led by Father Edward Soren that founded this school in 1842. So, you know, it has to have something to do with French and religion. That should give it away for you. It is Notre Dame. Okay, uh, last one in the category here, then we'll switch over to a different site. We'll come back to this one. Uh, oh, you, sh- you, sh- you should know this one. Uh, Bishop Holland McTeer 
a cousin of the founder's wife, chose the site in Nashville for the campus of this private university. Now, if, if, if the name doesn't mean anything to you, that's okay because it doesn't for me either. But basically, you're at, we're asking you about private schools, nationally known private schools in Nashville. You really got two to choose from. The, uh, in my mind, one would be uh, Belmont University, which is not correct. The uh, correct answer here, uh, probably more well-known, would be Vanderbilt, um, a big family name, Vanderbilt University. Okay, let's, uh, how'd you do? Zero out of five, three out of five, five out of five. Let us know. Email us, beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. Again, it's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Let us know your score when all is said and done. So far, I'm five of five. Okay, this, this website is less just like, here's some questions and more of like an actual quiz. Looks like there's 10... Ten questions on this list. So let's go down the list here and, and, and take this together. Okay, here we go. It's well known that Harvard is the oldest university in the United States, but the second oldest university can boast of having the oldest building of any campus in the country. Where is it? Your four choices are William & Mary, Princeton, Yale, or Virginia. This is a good question. I'm pretty confident that it's either William & Mary or Virginia. When I think of Virginia, I think of Thomas Jefferson, and so I think I would want to go back further than that. Um, so I'm going to guess the College of William and Mary, and oh man, it's going to make me do all 10 at a time uh, before we go back and find the answers. Actually, I can scroll down. I think there's an answer key here. I'll just look at it one at a time. Uh, number one is William and Mary. Okay, yes, we got that correct. Number two. I am I am looking seeing these questions for the first time live on air. I did that intentionally. Uh, some cities and towns have more than one highly regarded college or university, but one particular city has a consortium of seven whose campuses all adjoin one another. Where would you find them? Okay, the answer choices are Ithaca, New York, Boston, Massachusetts, Austin, Texas, or Claremont, California. This one is a little bit more kind of like insider knowledge um, of uh, academia, unless you are from this area specifically. So Ithaca, the only college I really know about is Cornell. Boston is a big college town, but uh, there's also Cambridge, and also the universities in Boston are not really connected. Austin, Texas, I'm sure, excuse me, has multiple colleges, but the the the, the main one is the, uh, the, the flagship of, of uh, UT, which leaves Claremont, California. So if you're curious, uh, some of the schools would be like Claremont McKenna, Harvey Mudd, and I actually haven't even looked at the answer. I'm just assuming this is right. Um, I don't, th is Pepperdine there? Pepperdine might be there. Pepperdine might be somewhere else. I'm not sure. Uh, but yes, the answer to number two is, oh, and we got answers. We got uh, explanation here. Here we go. Okay. Answer, Claremont McKenna. The seven schools include Pomona, I knew that, Scripps, I forgot about Scripps, Claremont McKenna, Harvey Mudd, and Pitzer College. And then there are two graduate schools, Claremont Graduate and Keck Graduate. Uh, it's 35 miles east of L.A., so still in the metro area. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't as familiar with those graduate schools, but I, I was familiar with all of those undergraduate schools, um, although I know less about Pitzer. Okay, let's go to question number three here. Keep track of your score. Uh, at the invitation of a major corporation which felt that its home city needed a prominent university, this school packed up in 1956 and moved 120 miles to the west, relocating to a new campus funded by the corporation's foundations. This school is still named for the town that was its original location. Okay, so your answer choices are... Boston College, the University of Chicago, Wake Forest University, or Auburn University. So just judging, uh, just going by the question, I had no idea. But looking at these answer choices, I am pretty sure I know. Boston College is definitely in Boston. Um, University of Chicago is 
definitely in Chicago. Uh, Auburn University, I have been to once, and I feel very confident that it is in Auburn. The one school on this list I know not much about. It's in uh, North Carolina, I believe. It is Wake Forest University. That's where Tim Duncan, NBA Hall of Famer, played basketball. So I'm going to guess Wake Forest, although I have never heard of the city of Wake Forest. Uh, I am going to guess Wake Forest, and I say that because if you say that too fast around these parts, people think you say Lake Forest, which has a Lake Forest College. Um, so this is the first one out of all these that I'm like not really sure about, but I think by process of elimination, I'm right. Number three, it is Wake Forest University. All right, still perfect. Let's go to number four, the smallest college in the United States, a two-year school located on an isolated western cattle ranch sees two-thirds of its alumni earn graduate degrees and over half of its graduates earn doctorates. There is no charge for tuition, room, or board. What is this incredibly unique college? And I'm going to tell you right now, I have absolutely no idea. So let's jump into these answers here. Western Texas College, Sierra Nevada College, Deep Springs College, or Casper College? Casper College must be in Wyoming. Western Texas would be in Wyoming. Okay, so the, the clue says a, an isolated Western cattle ranch. I don't know enough about Texas to say for sure one way or another, but I don't imagine anything even in Western Texas, would be categorized as a Western cattle ranch. Um, the other ones, Sierra Nevada College, that's got to either be in Nevada or California. Deep Springs makes me think of California. Casper College has to be in Wyoming. Um, and I haven't heard of any of these schools, which makes it incredibly difficult to narrow anything down, see if there's a poser in here. So who offers this? I'm going... There's something about Casper College that just like sounds right, but I also don't think of Casper College as like a educated or is Wyoming as like a super educated place, um, which may be founded, maybe not. I don't know. I'm going to guess Deep Springs. Um, and let's scroll down. Let's see if we got that right. This is my first one where I have really no idea. I could only get rid of one in my head, although it could still be that, by process of elimination. Although, what did it say? Uh, Western Texas. There was a Texas Western in history, which is now the University of Texas, El Paso. Um, Texas Western has won a uh, Division One national championship in men's basketball. If you've ever seen the film Glory Road, it's based off of that. The first fully uh, full five black starting lineup to win a championship game, defeating, uh, I believe, in the semifinals, uh, in the final four, Adolph Rupp from Kentucky, legendary coach. Okay, let's find out the actual answer. I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm going to be wrong here because I couldn't narrow it down. No, it's right. Deep Springs College. Okay, uh, if you're like me and you don't know anything about Deep Springs College... Uh, go ahead and, and, and Google it alongside me after this is over. I'm going to type it in right now so I don't forget. Um, Deep Springs College. Yeah, never never heard of it in my life. Um, I don't even – it's in Deep Springs, California. Never heard of the place. It's a very generic uh, California-sounding name. Okay, it is uh, – where is this? It's northwest of Death Valley. So Death Valley, where we were a couple months back, is huge. I think it's the, the third largest national park in the country. Um, but the valley itself is gigantic. Um, basically, it's right along the Nevada-California border. You go northwest um, up towards really nothing, if I'm being honest. But basically halfway between uh, Sacramento and Las Vegas as you're following that diagonal uh, Nevada, California border, right on the California side, um, along a highway, not terribly far from, uh, okay. So, oh, that's big pine, not lone pine. Uh, so probably about two hours North of Mount Whitney, uh, where I was, uh, back in August, you have deep Springs college. It is just man off by itself. I mean, how, who, where do you even live when you go here? Okay, I, I am now not just encouraging you, but uh, really strongly encouraging you to Google map Deep Springs College, turn on the, uh, the whatever it is, not the regular map, but the uh, sort of uh, 
geological like Google Earth, basically. Take a look at this place. Completely surrounded by desert. Then you just have like 10 plots of green land. I don't even see buildings at this place. There's one small section. Uh, I am... I can't wait. Uh, we're going to move this trivia along here, I promise. But I cannot wait to uh, go to the Wikipedia page for this place and just read about it um, because that is, uh, that's fascinating to me, okay? We're going to come – or you should come back to that. I, I encourage you to do that because it's, it's wild stuff. Okay, uh, that was question four, and I promised you we would get through ten here. Okay, so uh, let me get a sip here because I've been doing a lot of talking. Okay, next up, still perfect. The college which became, in 1835, the first in America, I think I know this one uh, before I see the choices, to admit African Americans became the first to admit women two years later, considered one of the top liberal arts colleges in the U.S. It includes a world-class music conservatory. Okay, well, that one gives it away for me and, and, and likely for others as well. Which school is it? Grinnell College, which I believe is in Iowa, Amherst College, which is probably in Massachusetts, Oberlin College, which is uh, in Ohio, I think, and Hunter College, which I actually don't know anything about. Uh, this one is a slap down for me. I am, uh, I'm pretty sure I knew it from the African American one, and then I think I knew the women one too, and then uh, the music conservatory is a dead giveaway. That's got to be Oberlin College in Ohio. Yep, 35 miles west of Cleveland. Yuck. Okay, we are halfway home. Uh, still perfect. Two major state universities argue among themselves as to which one is the oldest public university in America. One was chartered first. The other opened its doors first. Which are these two? Okay, your each choice is going to have two schools here. UVA and uh, College of William and Mary, UVA being Virginia. University of Georgia and University of North Carolina. University of Pennsylvania and Penn State University, or University of Maryland and Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. Okay, so let's look at these here. So again, number one, UVA, William Mary, two, Georgia, North Carolina, uh, UNC, three, UPenn and Penn State, and four, Maryland and Rutgers. Okay, so William and Mary is private, like. I'm I'm 99% certain, um, so it can't be a public. Uh, Georgia and Carol North Carolina are both public, so there's an option. Um, Penn is private, I'm pretty sure. UPenn is private and Penn State, and then Maryland and Rutgers. Something about this is screaming Rutgers to me, um, and I don't know as much about University of Maryland, although I lived there for a number of years. I'm I'm not sure on this one. I am going to guess. Option four, University of Maryland and Rutgers. Okay, so we scroll down, see if this is right. No, I'm wrong. Okay, Quinn is wrong for the first time ever. The answer is the only other one that made logical sense, University of Georgia and UNC. I did not know that. I have uh, made my first incorrect response today, but let's, uh, let's move on here. It was a hell of a run. The athletic teams of Yale University, Washburn University of Topeka, and Williams College in Massachusetts have something in common, despite the dissimilarities of their athletic programs. What is it? Okay, so our three schools, we're looking for one thing in common, Yale, Washburn, and Williams. Each team wears blue and white. They're tied for the longest football winning streaks in history. They were the first three schools in the country to create basketball teams, or they're nicknamed after their school's founder. Really good question. I don't know this one. So I don't think it's the football question. Um, although uh, Ivy League football, I think that's, I don't know if that's D1. Um, I don't know. Uh, blue and white was the first thing that stood out to me. Because Yale is, it definitely got that going on. But I don't know anything about Washburn or Williams. Um, first schools to create basketball teams, I don't think so. Because Washburn is out in Kansas, I would think of that as a northeastern thing. Um, they're nicknamed after their school's founder, Williams, Washburn, and Yale. That certainly could be a thing. I'm going to guess blue and white, um, but not confident in this one. Let's scroll down, see how it is. No! 
named after their school's founder. So I'm on a cold streak here. So Yale is Ellis Yale. Washburn is Ichabod Washburn. And Williams is Ephraim Williams. That was, I mean, both the colors one and the names one were pretty like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, So I just had to guess, kind of like the previous one. Two answers that made sense. had to guess between two and both times have been wrong. Okay, three uh, left here, and we'll we'll swing back around with one uh, one round from the other questions, and, and that'll be it for us. I'll find a good section for you. Okay, uh, three to go in this one. There's a college in New York which charges no tuition, and whose students all earn the same degree. Which one is it? I I do not know this. Okay, so we have the New School, Webb Institute, Cooper Union, or Juilliard. Okay, so my. Uh, uh, my Jack's partner works at the new school. Um, I don't think that's correct. I think I would have heard of that. I think of the new school as being a very expensive place to go to school, but that might not be the case. That's just my uh, understanding or my impression. I don't know much about the Webb Institute. I've never heard of Cooper Union and Juilliard. I don't think would be no tuition. Um, so I'm going to just have to guess one of the ones I don't know. I will guess the Web Institute. And I don't, I have no clue on this one. Scrolling down. And the correct answer is Web. Okay. Well, we got, we got one back there on a guess. Each graduate of Web receives a BS degree in naval architecture and marine engineering. Wow. Schools on Long Island. Cooper Union was tuition-free until 2014, but offers degrees in multiple fields. I'll have to look up where Cooper Union is. Never heard of it. Okay, we got two left here. One of the Ivy League schools was originally established as a school to train Native Americans as Christian missionaries. Which one? I, I mean, I feel like this could be anything. So the four choices they give you are Brown, Cornell, Dartmouth, and Yale. I don't think it's going to be Cornell, it's just something about Cornell's history that makes me think no. Um, I don't, Yale is, I, I feel like Yale, I would have heard of that. There's a Yale Theological Seminary, I think, um, which is very well known. I don't think that's it. So I'm between Brown, which is in uh, Providence. Uh, Rhode Island was founded by Roger Williams, right? Fleeing religious persecution. So there is a religious angle there, but I don't know if he would want to train Native Americans. Dartmouth is in, uh, I've walked it before, it's in uh, Hanover, New Hampshire. I don't know much about Dartmouth. Um, I'm going to guess Dartmouth. I don't know. It could be any of these, to be perfectly honest. Um, It's just going off of some some gut feelings. The answer is Dartmouth. Okay, wow. Dartmouth continues to sponsor a Native American program, a Native American Studies Department, and its admissions office actively seeks to recruit Native students. That was lucky. Um, Because in my mind, I had narrowed it down to Dartmouth and Brown. But that was very much still just like... Yeah, it could have been Yale, and I just had never heard that before. Okay, our last one in this set, and then we'll uh, finish up with a couple other ones. The smallest school to ever appear in the Rose Bowl held the University of California to a scoreless tie. Oh, this is a great clue, and I have no idea. Which college held Cal to a scoreless tie in the Rose Bowl? Either Bowdoin, Lafayette College. Oh, I don't know how to say this, and I apologize. Suwannee. S-E-W-A-N-E-E. It's a common word uh, in the South, but I don't know it. Or Washington and Jefferson. Okay. Um, hmm. Bowdoin doesn't really strike me as a team that would have a football program. But then again, this was obviously a long time ago. And, uh, you know, back in the 20s, schools like Chicago and Fordham were the best in the country. So for all I know, Bowdoin could have a, a program. Or or may have had a program back then. It, it still might have a program. I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about Lafayette College. I assume it's in Louisiana. Uh, Sewanee, I don't even know where that is. I'll assume Georgia. Washington and Jefferson. Um, there's also a Washington and Lee, right? I did a job interview once with Washington and Lee. I don't know where Washington and Jefferson is. Money, big money would be on it being in Virginia somewhere. Um I, I I have no idea. Out of all of these, this one might be the most like just got nothing. No no clues, no instincts other than I don't think Bowdoin has a school. Lafayette's from the south. 
South oftentimes more associated with football today, but not necessarily 100 years ago. I'm, I'm going to guess Washington and Jefferson. I don't know. Just something about it screams like old school Fordham, you know, Lombardi kind of uh, football to me. Let's see. Did I say Washington and Jefferson? Because that's correct. The 1921, literally 100 years ago. Okay, I said that earlier, and it's actually right. The 1920, this is this is all very, uh, very fortunate guessing on my part. The 1921 Washington and Jefferson presidents, what a great team name, finished their football season 10-0 and 0 and were invited to Pasadena to take on the Golden Bears in the 1922 Rose Bowl. At the time, each entering... Uh, each entering class at Washington and Jefferson contained under 400 men. That's damn impressive. Okay, so I believe I I, I was 5 of 5 on the first section, 8 out of 10 on the, the previous one if you're keeping score at home. Let's just round up with some fun ones. And uh, I'll, I'll just jump around here. I'll, I'll read you a couple clues that I think are fun. Um, let's see here i want something that's got a bite to it you know not not this basic one like it has the largest enrollment of any university in utah which is a good question by the way and something i know off the top of my head because it's actually the largest private school in the country um but i want something a little bit more edgier than that you know it is byu in case you're curious okay let's see here i want to i want at least one or two good ones to really uh you know Give us a, a, a jumping off point here or a, a closing up shop point. Okay. Hmm. Talk about dead air. Um, I don't know. Founded in 1836 by the Methodist Church, this Atlanta University is located along the Clifton Corridor. And if you want an extra clue, it's a school that has uh, two campuses. One in Atlanta and one in Oxford, I believe, Georgia. Um, that would be Emory University. Okay, let's find at least one more really good one to, to bring us home. Um, let's see. Give me, give me, give me a good one. These are all way too basic. That top category was good. Oh, here's a good one, and this is relevant to actually a conversation I was having with a coworker, and this was I, I learned something, so I'll share this clue with you all. An old oaken bucket, O-A-K-E-N, oaken, goes to the winner of an annual football game between these two cross-state rivals. That's not quite what the clue was, but I made it a little bit tougher because the original clue had one of the two schools in it, and that would give it away, I think. Um, they are major Power 5 schools. Uh, meaning they belong to either the Pac-12, the Big 12, the SEC, the Big 10, or the um, ACC. The answer, the Oaken Bucket goes to the winner of Indiana versus Purdue. And I knew that they had a rivalry. I didn't know it was for an Oaken Bucket, which is what I learned earlier this week. Okay, let's find one, one more good one to really bring us home. Hmm. Okay, this this wasn't quite like the uh, the amazing final Jeopardy type category that I was uh, clue that I was going for, but I'll just give it to you anyways. Give you a little bit of time to swish it around in your mouth and see what comes out uh i'll just give it to you straight up more kind of fact than fun question or anything give me the two u.s colleges that are still you know colleges still still running that were founded in the 17th century okay so i'm look it's pretty straight up pretty simple i just want you to tell me the two U.S. colleges that were founded in the 17th century, the 1600s. So you know they've got to be on the East Coast in some capacity, six, uh, 13 colonies. One of them we have definitely mentioned already on today's program, 
I think it was the answer to one of our clues already. So there's a clue in and of itself for you. The other one is extremely famous, but I don't think we've mentioned it. So uh, what's what's it going to be? What's your answer? Okay, clock's ticking. I'm going to read it now. So pause if you're not ready yet. The two colleges that are still going today that were founded in the U.S. in the 17th century are Harvard and William and Mary, which we had definitely already mentioned earlier on, uh, on the show. Okay, so that was what I wanted to share with you all. I hope you had fun. I had fun, and I learned something new. That's the most important thing. You tune in to Beantown to learn something new, okay? What's better than that? Being educational. Your kids could listen to this one. I don't think I swore once. So this is, this is a fun one to share with the entire family. Yes, it was long, but it was action-packed. Other than that one section where I read an email with like 10 seconds of dead air, this, this show had everything. Um, but that's what I got for you, and I'm not going to dilly-dally anymore. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you're getting in the Christmas spirit and, uh, you know, doing some decorating, some dancing, some Christmas caroling, some baking, whatever it might be to help you get in the mood. I want you to go for it. Uh, Most importantly, thank you for supporting this show. Happy birthday to my brother, Jack. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. That's what I got for you. All right. Hope everyone has a great time uh, going to the DePaul Loyola basketball game tomorrow. Go Blue Demons. $2 beer day. It's going to be lit. If you don't hear from me tomorrow, that's where I'm going to be. That's what I got for you. All right, everyone. Hope you take it easy. Let's get our outro music going. Stay safe. Stay sane. Catch Housewives on Sunday night, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.